you are listening to the B-Cast. What is going on, everybody? It is another episode of the VCast, back to back. We're dropping them quick. And by we, I mean me, Vic Cedeno, your host. What is up? I hope that this voice of mine is reaching you in the best possible mood. I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're doing good. And if you aren't, uh, I've been there. We've all been there. And it'll just get better. Keep keep plugging away. That's how we're going to start this off. Motivational. Help you out. Because I'm feeling good. So I might as well try to share it with everybody. I am feeling good. I got to exercise today. I got a nice fresh haircut. I got a show at the dojo tonight. The dojo of comedy in Mars Plains. If you don't know, you should know about the dojo. Tonight, Chrissy Mayer from the Compound Media is going to be headlining. Um, got a bunch of goons no filter paul dave hodge um i'm gonna be uh performing i am the special guest with special needs i posted that on twitter got such a reaction i i feel like people were agreeing with me yeah but i feel good um my stage um feel is turning i'm getting a good turn and you know what i've actually i've actually dramatically slowed down on the ganj i've slowed down on the ganj it's really been needed i have been overdoing it just being honest i have been overdoing it and by overdoing it i mean when it's your only like focus well not your only focus but like you're looking to get through to the next time like that's the only you're measuring time in those increments now like it's it just gets overwhelming and it's overwhelming on the pocket so when you're when you're not when you don't have that good relationship with whatever you're using whether it's coffee whether it's uh sex whether it's fucking whatever abuse alcohol heroin whatever you like okay i'm not here to judge you i'm just saying think about it when you're doing that and it's just to the excess where you're not folk i thought i turned your damn sound off uh fucking laptop it's a player hater so anyway um when that's not your main focus and you get distracted very easily by laptops laptop sounds um then that means you need help Okay, and the help that I saw was just waking up my own, my own mind. It's just it was time. Um, I also read about this thing I was having when I um, I was like gagging in the morning a lot, and and it was like borderline puking, but I'm just gagging to the point where this like little white film would come up, and I was like, this is gross. So I wonder what it is. So I looked it up on the Googs. On the duck duck go i don't use google anymore let's rewind that i don't use google anymore i use duck duck go on google apps okay i'm not i don't use google no more i just use duck duck go on google apps and i 
looked it up and what it said is is if you are using too much if you're overdoing it it is possible for you to form this um like phlegm on the lining of your esophagus um i don't know how harmful it is for you i don't believe that it is it's just that when you wake up in the morning your body wants to just get it out so that's that gagging and then once that comes out then i'm like fine the rest of the day i don't feel that i don't feel that ever like i don't feel that at all throughout the day if that happens in the morning then the rest of the day is gag free i promise you okay i know it's pride month and there's nothing wrong with that but just for me i'm just you know telling my truth and i feel so much better just these last um uh what's been and i haven't like stopped like there was two days i went two days without um smoking and and then i um was at the uh, open mic um last night and um you know the boys were together the boys um somebody passed me the pipe and um and it felt just very nice <laughs> very nice but it was so much better um you know I, I hate to use this corny ass phrase but it was so much better responsibly you know used responsibly i was responsible with my use i did feel better um and it does feel better and i'm just you know um more i, I just got to get more focused and i really it's really more about the wallet it's more of a tolerance break for the wallet because the the heavy use is expensive and um it it gets in the way so now i'm looking forward to having more money to pay off my debt um and i don't have a lot of debt compared to um you know, a lot of fucking Americans. So I'm not here to complain about that. I know my debt is all self-inflicted uh, because of my shopping patterns. I just like to splurge. I like to shop and um, buy nothing. But I like to, I know I do have things. I, I do buy things and I like to buy things. And Uh, what's the fucking word I just used? I'm kind of stoned right now from a little bit left over from last night. Um, what was the other thing? The other word? Oh, the um, tolerance break. Yes, I'm, I need a tolerance break on shopping as well. I'm just buying stupid stuff. Oh, that reminds me. Here's another shop here. This is, okay, perfect example. We were saying, I don't even buy anything. Here's some things I buy. I just got a brand new car. Uh, I'm a, I lease cars. Just because I like having new cars, I don't like having to go to the dealership. I mean, I don't like having to go to like the mechanic and um, deal with um, cars, you know, like I haven't I've been leasing cars for about eight years now, maybe eight. Yeah, about eight years. And I get a new car every two, two and a half years because I trade it in early. Trade your leases in early, people. If you have a lease car, when, like when it's nine months left on your lease, start shopping it around. Um, call your dealership and ask, you know, a lot of times they send you stuff in the mail and they want you to, um, uh, they want their car back because the dealerships make a lot of money on the uh, on selling those cars, uh, pre you know certified pre-owned cars. Um, a lot of those are lease returns, and they make a, a good portion of bank on those because they've already made me. They've already already made a bunch of money off of me. Um, you know for. <clears throat> 
for paying all those monthly payments. But the, bringing the car back to them, the, if you bring the car back to the dealership you got it from, they usually give you a lot more incentives. Now, I was getting my car um, from Meadowlands, Nissan, and um, you know I, I wanted them to show me some love. I got four fucking cars in a row, and I was like, if I get a fifth car from you, I need you to show me some love. I need you to fucking make me feel like you want my business. That was literally my sales pitch. And they didn't want to take my car back early. They said to call back in July. It's not even July yet, bitch. I got a fucking brand new car already. Already um, made. Already already made my first payment on it. And and they gave me the first payment free. So I've had the car for about two months now. And you fucking missed out. And I got my new car at Ramsey Nissan. And um, I got a 2021 Nissan Sentra SR. I fucking upgraded it just because I wanted I wanted better music. Is really really the only thing I was like, um, like that was the only want that I really wanted to satisfy was I just wanted louder music. I had, um, you know, uh, you know, trying to save money and stuff. I got a lesser car last time. I got a, a I was in a new Nissan Sentra, but the base model, you know, and it was point A to point B. Now all the base models they come with the fucking digital screen. That if you have your iPhone, I don't know about Android, kid. You're on your own with that one. But if you have an Apple iPhone and you plug it into your Nissan, it displays your you know your stuff on there so if you have google maps boom you got navigation on the dash if you and you play your music so um once the xm subscription runs out i'm not buying a fucking new one why would i pay for that i got i I pay um for apple music so why would i have um xm when i can just you know i guess some some of them fucking shows people like whatever whatever's your shit it's your money but I don't need XM, so I don't buy it, but that's it. I'm music, so I don't really need much. Um, and but the music I wanted to play louder. And then when I um I was shopping around, you know, on the phone, um, because it's a new day now, so I can just fucking tell people I, I didn't want to go into the dealership. Give me some prices. Tell me you can meet my budget price for what I want, and then I'll go in and we can lock it up. I'll just, you know, we'll do the deal over the phone. You don't need me in there. So um he um suggested it oh no you know what my brother suggested it because i had left when i was in florida i left my brother with my car and you know because he's in a transition he had just sold his car and he was gonna he was looking around for a new car um so i told him here stay with my car i'm so under my lease miles because fucking the world got shut down don't ever do that again i don't give a fuck about leases um anyway before i fucking get sidetracked on fucking rage um so I had the I had that Nissan, and then my brother was like, "When you get a new car, he goes, what you should get is just get another Nissan. You should just get another Sentra. These cars are great.'" And my brother had like really made me feel a whole new appreciation because my brother loves cars. My brother loves cars, and he takes care of his cars, and he's washing them. And me for the last two cars ever since the I had a Nissan Rogue. I think it was like 2012 uh, Nissan Rogue. Um, no, it wasn't 2012. It was a 2016. I think it was a 2016 Nissan Rogue. And, um, it was the SV model. So it had all the bells and whistles in it. I was doing fucking Uber and that thing and everything. But I tell you, I don't, the total miles I would get is 36,000. So before that bitch hit 36,000, I'm trying to trade that car in. That's why I'm trying to trade the car in early. So I know I'm not going to get penalized for the miles, even though like on a monthly budget of miles, I'm over. Um, as long as I didn't hit that overall mark, um, of 36,000 miles or whatever. Now I'm in a third, I'm in a uh, 30,000 mile lease. Also, I have no pants on. 
I'm in a 30,000 mile lease and um, I'm just hoping that it works out, but I'm going to be um, going back to Florida. So get some time off of the car. It'll, it'll help um, ease the gap. Anyway, um, what the whole, what the whole point of this? Oh, so my brother convinced me, he made me feel like a real appreciation for the car. So I didn't, you know, I was looking at trucks and I was like ready to spend more money. And then, you know what? It wasn't worth it. You know, don't overextend yourself, you know? And I know a lot of the reason why I wanted a better car and like a nicer car. I was like really like flirting with a Maxima or, um, uh, like a, um, the Pathfinder. I was flirting with those cars and I can afford it. I can, you know, I'm not trying to brag, but I could have afforded either one of those cars, but it would have put me in a really bad spot where then I'm like, I never have any money for anything because I'm fucking fully extended with my bills. And then I'm using my credit card more. And then it's just a fucking cycle that you don't fill your eyes. Like my mom used to always say that don't fucking eat with your eyes. Um, in other words, don't get greedy. You know, don't think that you want so much when you don't need that much. And um, I ended up just getting, you know, like, uh, I could have gotten an Altima, um, SR. I could have gotten the mat. Like I said, I could have gotten, you know, those things would have just put me money. So I was like, let me go with the least model, but the, a better model. You know what I mean? So like, let me just upgrade what I already had a little bit and I'll feel up, you know, it'll just be better because with the other car, I had already started feeling better about the other car. I was like, this is a fucking nice car. What am I, you know, I just get not not that i get down on uh on myself but i just feel you know uh, you start comparing yourself to other people and you start comparing yourself to where you think you should be and all this other shit and it's all bullshit you know what i mean like all the materialistic shit it don't really mean anything i've really learned that um and it helped me with a lot of insecurities because i used to look at what other people had and i would think that i was doing something wrong when in reality i don't even know that other fucking person's story like like i said that person could be driving a mercedes but guess what they're in debt they're fucking struggling every single week using credit trying to keep up whatever you know you don't know or the person does have a lot of money and it's like not none of my business well how did that person get that money they grinded they did whatever they got inheritance who fucking knows it ain't none of my business right i if i'm focusing on all that other shit then i'm not focusing on me and if i'm comparing myself i'm making myself unhappy on some unrealistic scale, that scale that doesn't exist. When in reality, the things that are going on in my life, even despite all of the uh, trials and tribulations that I'm going through, things are pretty good. I got a place. I got a roof over my head. I can afford air conditioning. I can afford food. I can afford luxuries like fucking television and video games and a fucking nice car and clothes and going out to eat. Like I can provide for my, like, what am I complaining about? I'm not complaining at all. I'm just saying like, if I was complaining, I, you know, I try to look at these things. So I, I, it's, so getting the new car, I was talking about spending and I just went through a whole fucking cycle of shit, but the, you know, spending and i took a pay cut i don't know what i'm talking about where was i going with this i know i made a lot of good points but they were everywhere um so yeah so in short i have a nice car and i'm happy about it um i think i think doing this and being more responsible and trying to like spread things out and not um uh, like over medicate myself. Um, I think that is 
such a better path. Like I, I just do more. Like I'm look at me. I'm already back to recording podcasts. Um, you know, I'm I'm trying to get my mind going again. Um, uh, get out there and hit these mics. Um, also get this mind going for my daughter and do cool things. You know, I'm t- we're going to, uh, to Florida again, have some fun um for summer so like i'm happy i'm able to do that i'm able to bring her on an airplane you know like and and buy stuff and bring her to theme parks and give her all these memories like uh, i can't i cannot be down on myself like wow like and i think this really goes for a lot of people and it's not easy it's not easy to think like this. It, this I'm 38 years old. Um, it took me a long time. It took jail. It took fucking um, rehabilitation programs. It took therapy. It took um, uh, like a weekend course. Um, it, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of work to have this mindset. So being able to have this platform whatever fucking platform it is it's like a little stool right now maybe that's a stool on the side of a street that nobody walks down and i'm just standing there yelling at whoever's in one you know occasionally my friends walk by and they listen to what i have to say and they like it and um but if this message could get out to other people that gratitude solves a lot of um a lot of those inner demon problems like a lot of um, the struggle that I feel a lot of us go through um, comes from a lack of gratitude. And it's not it's not a wrong it's not wrong for you to feel that it's not wrong for I think people maybe inherently I think people like biologically are just ungrateful. I think people biologically are ungrateful because you just get your things And then once you have your things, you don't really think about these things anymore. You're thinking about acquiring new things. You're thinking about other things. You're thinking about, um, you know, this person's things or what things you don't have. And I think that's natural in a lot of people. And then there's a lot of people that are more in tuned with themselves and they're able to feel a lot more um, appreciation for the things that they have in their life and the status that they have in their life and the people that are in their life. And I feel like when you focus on those positive things, in your life because every there everybody has shit if you know a lot of people and if you know a lot of different types of people a lot of different types of um rich people if you know wealthy people if you like i've met a lot of people i've had a lot of fucking odd jobs and i've met a lot of people and one thing is for sure that misery doesn't give a fuck about your race it doesn't give a fuck about your wealth it doesn't give a shit about your status it doesn't matter who your family is it doesn't matter misery will find your ass and it'll hold you and you can let it hold you or you can just be like you're here right misery's here but guess what else i got i got all this other shit that's cool too and that's like the balance of it but if i stay with misery and just let misery hold me it's fucking excruciating so excruciating i can't tell you how bad it is to sit in your own head because i'm sure you know how bad it is to sit in your head you don't know how bad it is to sit in my head and i don't know how bad it is to sit in your head but i guarantee you we both suck at sitting in our fucking heads we don't have good conversations with ourselves i think the the conversations we have in our head that we say is our conscious our conscience i don't think that's our fucking conscience i think it's like 
the manipulator, the guy that's trying to just get the easy way out, the guy that's just looking for the least possible resistance. And uh, at least my voice is. I don't know who your voice is. My voice sounds like Siri in my head. My voice sounds like the um, Australian Siri. That's how I have my phone set, by the way. I have my phone set to Australian male Siri. Uh, I tried the the English one. I had changed Siri from the the stock um, female voice um, to a male British voice because I thought I would have a little bit more respect for him. And I didn't. Um, he was also just really obnoxious after a while. He's just, he's just getting there. Oh, I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help. Like, and then it's, I don't know. I have a f- terrible fucking English accent. And then I, so now I switched to an Australian dude. And um, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Um, either way, I definitely um, respected both male voices more than the female voices. <laughs> you guys are fucking silly. Um, <sighs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going to make something to eat. I, I wanted to keep this short because last time the fucking video got messed up. What? Oh, this is only a, I'm only at nine minutes. This is only a nine minute rant. Hmm. Um, I wanted to keep it short because I got shit to do. That's the truth. That's the truth today. I'm going to eat. Um, oh, so. What the hell I was talking about before, I just got veered off. What a fucking detour. Um, Things I spent money on, I got to this whole car fucking fiasco. The things I spent money on in the car, I just buying like little accessories. Now I'm into like hooking up the car. Now I'm like trying to make my car um, like the Knight Rider car. Like I don't know about Knight Rider, but I bought like um, some stuff for the interior, you know, like these lights like I have behind me that I really like. I bought those for the inside of the car, and they go with the fucking music. I got that. Um, and uh, what else I got? Um, I got like the little freaking emblem, so that makes a thing. I got the windows tinted. Uh, I got these scoop vents for the uh, little windows that make it look like uh, kind of like a Mustang. Um, then the car has its own stock features. And I just bought this um, front lip extender kit thing that's going to make it look like it's dropped more. So I have to worry about going through fucking driveways and shit. I'm really fucking I'm really going hard into this Nissan shit. And the Nissan culture is pretty dope, too. I got into the Nissan culture on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, you can follow my Instagram car page. It is Nissan Sentra SR 2020. Or is it 2020? No, it's Nissan Sentra. Or is it Sentra SR 2020? I think it's Sentra SR, Sentra SR 2020. And, uh, yeah, I've just been posting pictures of the car and I've been washing it. I got a nice little subscription to a car wash so I can just pay one monthly fee of $15 and I have unlimited car washes. Um, so I bring it to the car wash. I dry it myself. I do the wheels, make it look all nice. And then I leave. And you know what? It feels good taking care of something and showing pride in something. And it's not so much about the car and, um, how it looks even though it is i i mean i like the way it looks and i love getting in and out of the um nice clean car and i like i like I, every time i go somewhere now and i'm walking there i look back at my car i hear word on the street is if you don't do that 
If you don't walk somewhere like you're going to your destination and you don't look back at your car just to take another look at how beautiful it is, you bought the wrong car. That's what they say on the Internet. I don't know if that's true, but it feels kind of right to me Um, because everywhere I go, I fucking turn around and I look at it. and I'm like, boop, boop. It's got a manlier beep to it. The other car, the regular base Sentra, I'd like push it. It was like, meh, meh. Like a little fucking meek little child. And now this one is just like, meh, meh. Like a man. It's just a man. Not a fucking ogre. It's not a beast. It's not like a pickup truck where it's just like, bleh. <laughs> when you fucking turn it off. Like, whatever. Whatever you're into. My car's just a man. Just a regular dude. And um, I'm playing footsies with this footstool. Um, so, yeah. So... What I think it is, it's about showing appreciation for your stuff. And um, like, I'm grateful for it. Like when I clean the car, I go through this ritual where I'm just like, this is so wonderful. This is beautiful. I am one with nature. I am one with Nissan and Nismo and all of the Asians that put together my car. My car was actually put together by Mexicans and then shipped to the U.S. where it was put together by Japanese Americans. Uh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> um. So, yeah, it's like, you know, you show appreciation for your shit. And same thing with my house. Like, I, you know, my house, my apartment. <laughs> Excuse me. Same thing with the apartment. I take care of things. I clean. I make sure things look nice. I put things away. I make my bed every morning. Like, I'm trying to be a fucking person. And doing that every day keeps you from blowing your brains out. Now, I don't know if it does that, but could make you want to do that uh but i feel like when i I push myself to do these things i've been working out a lot more lately that's been good i feel fucking tremendous now i just got to get the diet better i just shook everything i got to get the diet better and then i'll be off to the races uh things will just be looking good but you know what i feel good now and that's great. And doing these things when you feel good is great. But the real test is when you don't feel good. So eventually the other shoe is going to drop. Something's going to happen. I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be down. And what am I going to do? Am I going to fold up and start eating fucking pizza and chocolate by the ton and not moving and just smoking incredible amounts of marijuana? Am I going to um, uh, just isolate Cause that's also what I do is I just isolate. Like I do the minimum. Thank God I fucking somehow I've managed to keep a job and keep my focus through all of the stress. What the fuck was that? Through all of the stress that I've had, I have been focused at work. Like I've made some mistakes because some days are just fucking more, way more overwhelming than others, you know, but, um, I've kept my, professionalism i've uh you know there's a lot of times you know i work in customer service so there's a lot of times that i feel like you feel the weight of the world on you because the weight of the whole company is on you all the all the fucking you know business is funneling through you into the production and then all of production and it's funneling you out you know so there's a lot of pressure and sometimes people don't speak to you in the best way or not that they don't speak to you in the best way it's that they don't you're kind of just like a tool you know what i mean like nobody gives a fuck about you um you know whatever 
What I mean is just like it. Sometimes it can feel really unappreciative. You know what I mean? Like it could just feel like you're getting the fucking blood sucked out of you. And um, a lot of that is a reflection of my overall health. You know, because the better I am everywhere else, the better. You know, the easier it is for me to deal with things at work, especially when I have like a good exercise routine and I'm staying active and I'm getting blood pumping. Like that stuff really does make a difference. And you know what? I've had this fucked up elbow. This elbow's been beat. This elbow's been really fucked up. And um, with tennis elbow, go figure, huh? So tennis elbow is this, like, there's a ligament here. It's basically the same ligament that is part of, like, the carpal tunnel. I don't know if it's the same ligament or the same housing. I don't know how they're connected. But carpal tunnel ligament is connected somehow to the tennis elbow ligament. Or they're the same ligament, whatever. So like it's the same stretch. Like this stretch right here, when you go like that, that's really good for the carpal tunnel, but it's also really good for the tennis elbow. So I've been doing stretches, I've been icing, I have a um stim machine, um, you know, with the pads on here. So I do that and then I put ice, I get a wrap, and I just sit here and I've been doing that and I've been pushing through it because it still hurts. So what am I gonna do? Not ever work out again? I've been I was working out before I went to um Florida in April, I had a good, um, like March, I was doing well. And then April came and, uh, when I went to Florida and I just, you know, I lost it down there. I was just having fun. And then, um, the second, was it the second week or the week before I left, I just had, I just started getting this really bad pain and that fucking ten. I knew it was tennis elbow immediately. And it was just, I couldn't grip anything. Well, it wasn't that bad in Florida. When I got back the first week back over here, I was having problems, gripping things, grabbing things, holding things like a cup of fucking coffee. Like I couldn't hold the mug. Um, so I've been trying to slowly rehab, squeezing shit and doing all these different stretches and exercises. Um, and I haven't been doing like weights at the gym. I've just been doing cardio and legs and, um, the sauna. I've been a fucking a beast in that sauna 15 minutes, 20 minutes. It's just so good. And, um, I feel, I feel like so good when I get out of there too. And then I come home and I take a cold ass shower. Like I don't take a cold shower from the jump. I start a regular shower and gradually turn the water off, like the hot water off. Um, until it's all the way off. And I that last after I'm done cleaning myself and everything's I'm about to get out. Then I shut the hot water completely off and sit in that cold water for like 30 seconds, 45 seconds and just fucking get it everywhere. Especially I'm like putting my fucking elbow underneath there and you just like the, that hot, cold combination. You just feel so good. And I do that at five in the morning. Um, and I feel really good the rest of the day. You like my naked knee. So routine you know doing these things that you know you're supposed to do and you know are going to make you feel better but you just don't want to do it there's that resistance that fight in you that wants to make excuses and comes up with some really fucking good excuses i've come up with some really good excuses i've pulled into the gym before and have sat in my car and then have pulled out and left and like that's how close i've gotten to going in um and i've just talked myself out of it so uh, if you hear this and that's you and you relate to that, I hope that, um, you, you know, if you want to, if you, you know, you should get your ass up and get to the gym, get outside and work out, walk, 
whatever, whatever it is, something is better than nothing. I'm telling you, something is better than nothing. That's how, and that's like, I haven't been putting that much pressure on myself either like that. Like I've been going, um, some weeks I've only gone twice. Um, some weeks I've gone four times. Like I just, I try to do as much as I can. And if I don't, I just know that I need to do it. Right. So like if tomorrow I don't go to the gym, I know I, I need to get there Monday. I need to get there Tuesday or whenever, you know, like I just need to get there. So I, I hope you can just set some realistic goals for yourself. I'm trying to set some realistic goals for myself and those little benchmarks, little goals, just those little goals. They make you feel better, like accomplishing things, getting things done. It makes you feel better. It makes you feel productive. Um, it increases your self-esteem. It increases your trust with yourself. Like when you say you're going to do something in your mind and you don't do it, you're not keeping your word with yourself and you lose integrity with yourself. Like you start fucking disrespecting yourself. You mush yourself and you're like, yo, bitch, I thought you said you was going to do that. And you just fucking you're angry and you start taking it out on yourself in different ways. Um, and it's a vicious cycle. So I hope you don't do that. I really don't. But I'm going to end this. Um, I am going to get going. I have to get ready for the show. I'm going to eat something now and just relax, uh, put my notes together. Um, I think I got pretty much a good, this is one of been my, one of, this has been one of my problems with comedy for like the last, um, year, you know, for the, uh, the during COVID and all that stuff. It's just uh, everything that I was doing is out of my mind. Like having that show at Nikki's every week was such a freaking, um, uh, was so good for me because i was able to you know stay sharp and always have that being able to organize um things you know and and but whatever um i would like to get that going again maybe you know see what happens um what else what was i saying um yeah so i gotta get my notes together um you know just to get like the set list and know what jokes i'm gonna do i've been going out there unprepared and then i'm just like <laughs> like i mess up i fumble with one thing and then it's fucking over hover and i'm fucking up there um sweating not knowing where to go and just saying stupid shit and, it's a, and then i just like walk off because i freeze like oh my god it's been happening to me a couple of times it's fucking horrendous i'd rather i'd rather just stay up there and just keep fucking bombing than fucking walking off and i'm walked off a few times and i'm so disgusted with myself but whatever i'm you know that's part of the process it's not always going to be perfect and you know it's learning so now you got to be more prepared get your set list together don't let this happen again keep staying on it you know and i've um, got some new jokes i'm trying to work out working it working them in with some old jokes so we'll see how that goes and um and that's it yeah stay focused man stay focused and do your thing okay and tell everybody I said hello and I love you. And tell mommy I said bendición. Te quiero mucho. And tell abuela I said abuela, ¿a dónde está mi moada? I'll translate it. That's uh, grandma, where's my pillow? <laughs> I don't know. All right, guys. Goodbye. You're listening to my dad.